0: Are we about to see a divorce between church and state in England? The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, has reportedly told British MPs he would rather see the Church of England disestablished rather than see the Church split over conducting same-sex weddings. It would mean Anglicanism was no longer England's official religion. Francis Martin of the Church Times had good sources at that meeting between Welby and the politicians.
1: Well, as you've alluded to, this was a discussion behind closed doors, so the exact words are very much contested. What I've heard from the conversations I've had with people who were present was that the Archbishop was asked whether the established status of the Church was consistent with a position in which the church uh, doesn't uh, agree to marry anyone who wishes to get married, i.e. including same-sex couples. And the archbishop responded, well, I would prefer this establishment than to exempt or to push out conservatives in my church and in the Anglican Communion more broadly. We don't know the exact words he said. A spokesperson for Archbishop Welby push back against these reports, saying that he did not recognise the terms used and suggesting that the point he made was more nuanced. But there's no specific denial that he said words to the effect that this establishment would be preferable Hmm. to the breakup of the church uh, internally.
0: Now, just to clarify, of course, because the Church of England is an established church, Generally speaking, considered in a sense an arm of the state, it is supposed to marry and bury anyone who asks, regardless, I think, of their their status, their religious status, isn't it?
1: It is to a certain extent. The equality laws that govern the United Kingdom have exemptions in them, and the church is subject to those exemptions. Slightly oddly, in many people's minds, the church does not have to abide by equality law. There is an exemption in the Same-Sex Marriage Act, uh, which came in 10 years ago now, that means that the Church of England actually cannot do same-sex marriage in churches. There's currently a legal barrier, as well as one within church rules. That is something that would actually have to change before same-sex marriage would be allowed in the Church of England, rather than something that would be expected to happen sort of automatically.
0: Mm. Now, as I understand it, though, this discussion does not concern actual same-sex marriage rights, R-I-T-E-S, being performed in a church. It's something different, isn't it? What exactly is at issue here?
1: At the moment, the proposals on the table are that same-sex couples will be able to come to church for a blessing service, and the bishops have put forward some draft prayers for those blessings. The General Synod, the church's parliament, is currently in sitting and is discussing these, these proposals. The bishops though have indicated that they want to push them through regardless and that they don't need the synod's approval for them to be made available for priests to use. It looks at the outset like a compromise position. There are many in the church who want same-sex marriage. There are many who don't want anything to do with that and no movement in that direction. This looks to some like a halfway house and therefore ends up really pleasing nobody.
0: What would the consequence be of the church being disestablished? I guess it could still have the title, the Church of England, out of some sense of nostalgia. But what would disestablishment actually look like?
1: It's very difficult to say what disestablishment precisely would look like, and also actually difficult to say exactly how it would come about. This religious settlement in the United Kingdom goes back to Elizabethan days. It would be incredibly complicated legal disentangling that would take place. At one level, at the institutional level, we'd have something like the bishops no longer being in the House of Lords. That could happen anyway for other reasons, of course. House of Lords reform is likely to occur in the next few years regardless. What perhaps would be more significant would be the cultural shift that disestablishment would engender. And this might actually take some time. It wouldn't be at the stroke of a pen, but it would change the way that the Church of England is viewed in the country and how it views itself as the state church, the civic church at the centre of community life and there for people regardless of their faith. And I think that perhaps not immediately, but over a generation or two, it would become just like the status of the Catholic church has within a community, which is can be strong, can be doing much community work, but doesn't have quite the same automatic civil status.
0: Now, as I understand it, the Church of England doesn't actually receive money from the state to pay any of its priests or bishops or employees. That all has to be raised either through the church's investments or from the plate. So in a practical sense, would being disestablished make much difference?
1: Financially, probably not. Again, not in a direct way. There could be implications financially of, for instance, if attendance falls further, then the giving at the plate would be diminished. But no, in simple financial terms, I think there would be little change.
0: The British MPs who were in this meeting, and you obviously have very good sources for your piece in the Church Times, what was the sentiment that you could gather from among the MPs, this group of members of Parliament, in relation to whether the Church should be compelled or nudged or encouraged or whatever towards blessing a civil same-sex union.
1: The mood in the meeting certainly was one of surprise at Archbishop Welby's remarks. The MPs have been talking about this establishment for a while and there has been in the last three weeks or so some very interesting interactions between MPs, public statements by many trying to nudge the church towards accepting same-sex marriage, or at least put itself on a pathway to accepting same-sex marriage. So the question of this establishment really came from MPs in the first place and was being used perhaps in some people's eyes as something of a threat or collateral to try and get the church to do what it wanted. In which case, Archbishop Welby's remarks are even more intriguing because they suggest that that isn't leverage that the MPs can bring on the church if the church is actually willing to embrace this establishment after all.
0: Is it really much of a tough choice for a modern Archbishop of Canterbury because He's probably looking at the numbers in the church and seeing this very strong growth in the church in the global south, particularly in Africa, where Anglicans do appear to be very biblically conservative. If he has to choose between pleasing where the majority of Anglicans are and keeping a few bishops, including himself in the House of Commons, is it much of a choice for him?
1: That perhaps is what he was alluding to in this meeting with MPs. The question of the Archbishop's role within the Anglican Communion, I think, is another question that is is in flux. Archbishop Welby certainly takes very seriously his role as an instrument of unity within the worldwide Anglican Church. But I think there's a, a sense amongst others that actually that status is antiquated and that the Anglican Communion is irrevocably split regardless of what happens here in the Church of England and that the Archbishop of Canterbury account- first duty, primary duty, is to be the Archbishop of Canterbury in the Church of England, not to be some sort of figurehead within the Anglican communion. That secondary role. I don't think Archbishop Welby conceives it in those terms, but I think there are many who do. Whilst perhaps it might be an easy enough position for Archbishop Welby to take, albeit an uncomfortable one, because he gets uh, you know a huge amount of criticism for the position that he's taking we don't necessarily know that the next Archbishop of Canterbury would take the same position.
0: Francis Martin of the Church Times and you're with Andrew West on RN and the ABC Listen app. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.